And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods, and as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. Uh, lastly, we also recently added a unique new line of t-shirts that have what we call chemistry quotes written out on them that help to spread the positivity as well. So head over to positivehead.com, check out all our wares, pick something up to show us your support if you feel inclined to do so. All right, back again for another edition of the Positive Head Podcast. Hello, Dalian. How goes it, my friend? Doing well. Are we back again for another episode of the Positive Head Podcast? A very lucid dream. Is this, is this the show where we talk about how reality may not be everything that it seems? Where uh, this may, in fact, be uh, any of the following: uh, a waking dream, a holographic projection, a um, 
a flight of fancy <laughs> from the mind of some celestial being or something or like an that. E- we're an Xbox 10 sitting on some kid's shelf, some spoiled future child's shelf, oh. Sims version 83. <laughs> this is also <laughs> yeah, a possibility that um, apparently I don't contemplate so much because uh, <laughs> it's not one of the ones that I came up with. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I... Uh, I think I originally heard that concept from the creator of Sims talking about, you know, how this reality has all the same characteristics of a, a simulation, you know, from being programmed in some way to being, you know, the fact that it's all light. Everything you see is actually light projections. It pixelates when you zoom in on on it. Like, it's like a laundry list of things that are like, uh, same as a, same, same, same. <laughs> yeah, I would have to, yeah, I can, I can kind of see that now. You, uh, can't really lose the game. You can only play and then it ends and then you are asked, would you like to play again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let's see. We've got an, an amazing review from someone. Actually, this person I would love to have write for Positive Head, write some, um, you know, some blogs or something. I I I know it's it's so good. Uh, this is by Sapphire Lake and it's explore challenge, elevate and Sapphire Lake. Not sure if it's, um, male or female. Uh, so I'll just read it. Such eloquence, compassion, and prudence synergized are a rare treasure stored within the hearts and within the lovingly grounded truth imbibed principles of the minds of Brandon and Dalian. These two colorfully positive social and personal change advocates, inspirers, and guides are tirelessly consistent in forging beautifully potent message structures combining their unique perspectives, research, and appreciation for others' voices and stories that can be instantaneously absorbed and applied to make concrete lasting, authentic changes in our daily lives, worldviews, and irrational belief systems. And let one be clear, their advice and influence are inherently non-propagandistic and non-dogmatic due to their subversive calls upon the individual to be skeptical of the stories and beliefs and assumptions within one's own mind and offered or imposed by external purveyors of information or opinion. As if that's not enough, there's more, Dalian. <laughs> Instead, they fervently encourage and provide resources for one to learn, to listen intuitively, existentially, and transpersonally to the wisdoms ever-present in this wellspring of truth and beauty, often referred to as the present moment, the now, the transfinite eterni- eternality. To understand and gain confidence and trust in one of the central sources underlying and supporting this here playful flow of flowering words, please go over to iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever platform suits your fancy and give them an open-minded, explorative listen. Pick a title that resonates with you and journey away and within into a new you, a new life, and a new connectedness. Brandon and Dalian, thank you to the void and back for your sincere efforts in giving your time, knowledge, and energy to and sharing some revolutionary insights and experiences with the struggling masses so that the overburdened and long-suffering Gaia can regain a coherent and balanced sense of self and sustainability that points all in the direction of consciousness, compassion, and connectedness. Now then, all the best and happy flowing. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's what I call a review. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Sapphire Lake. That is, uh, of course, it should inspire us and keep us going for, for many days or weeks or eternity because that was absolutely beautiful. Um, I appreciate you so much. And uh, wow, you've got quite a talent uh, in, in, in way with words. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Mm-hmm. That's one of the reviews that uh, resonates a lot with uh, who we are, pretty much all of us here at Positive Head, because we, uh, of course, love to try and find words to float some of these ideas, these concepts that float about in our heads and hearts. And it sounds like Sapphire Lake is really good at doing that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, we resonate with that, but for sure... I would say that it's um, a nice counterpart to a review that's also just really cool and simple, like simple, mm-hmm. profound, you know, these three word reviews that um, are, um, to me, really just just as valid and just as appreciated, really, because anytime someone goes out of their way, and of course, you know, people express themselves in the way that they're comfortable right, with, right? That reflects so, who they are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, a Sapphire Lake, obviously, very comfortable with words. Yeah. Other people are not so, you know, so given to that. So, they'll, you know, but still, anytime you take any second to go out of your way to do this, deep it's, appreciation. It's very appreciated. Yep. Yeah. We're actually, uh, that was on iTunes, by the way. Uh, and uh, we're at 99 reviews on iTunes, Dalian. Oh, so excellent. we're about to go. Who will put us over the top? Hopefully someone today, maybe. Ooh, that, Ooh. It could be you. It could be <laughs> number 100, sweet 100. So let's see here. Uh, oh, I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine who has uh, an amazing new clothing uh, company called Pixel Evo. And you can find Pixel Evo on uh, Etsy. Uh, He's making some really cool uh, all-over sublimation sweatshirt prints that are so awesome. And uh, he actually, uh, if you go to Pixel Evo, P-I-X-E-L-E-V-O.etsy.com, you will uh, see his awesome creations. Uh, he's got a few selections of these super nice uh, sweatshirts, super awesome uh, stellar prints, and he's actually been kind enough to offer a discount to any Positive Head listeners. So he's a he's a listener and dear friend of mine, and so uh, I thought that was so cool. So thank you, Keith. You guys can go if you if you like what you see at pixelevo.etsy.com. You can put in the code Positive one zero to get 10% off. So positive 10 will give you 10% off. And they're already like a really good deal uh, for what they are because I got one uh, already because I absolutely love them. And uh, it's super heavy duty, super well-made, a lot of heart and intention went into them. You can tell. So um, yeah, go check them out and, uh, and support a uh, new, new clothing line. All right. And a fellow positive head. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So, Galen, what do we got in way of a story today? Mysterious story of the day. Well, our mysterious story of the day is once again going to skew a little bit scientific-y. Okay. If okay. that's a word, that's which the, it isn't, but it is now. It won't be the first time and it won't be the last. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yes, this is actually um, some pretty um, intriguing research. Some of the latest research done by someone you could say is a bit of a friend of the podcast, Nassim Harmin, oh, yeah. the theoretical physicist. Yeah, if you're a science, if you if you have science leanings, you definitely want to go back and check out that podcast. He's like, uh, he's one of those guys who's going to be looked back on as like an Einstein of this generation with his work on the unification theory, basically showing how we're physically connected, you know, all is one physically in, in through the the void in the protons and the nucleus of each atom, there's a connection between us and the greater universe uh, that shows essentially that we're we're entangled, all of us. And yeah. it's pretty pretty amazing work he's doing. 
So I'm anxious to hear what, what, what he's up to right now. Well, uh, long story short, this is an article that I was forwarded from um, the website where he publishes um, his work, the Resonance.is website. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they're doing is uh, they published an article regarding uh, something called quantum weirdness, mm -hmm. which actually, I guess, accounts for quite a few of the quantum phenomena that are, that are observed that are that round counter to everything we knew about the physical universe. Things like non-locality, for example, the fact that, you know, quantum particles seem to be linked across any distance. You know, if two quantum particles become entangled, as you may have heard that term, if they're entangled, then they're connected and no distance will, you know, matter, right? right. You do you do one, you do something to one particle that's entangled with another and despite the distance, it will affect the other one instantaneously. Indeed. And of course, that runs very counter, runs very counter to everything we know in the um, Newtonian or physical universe where, of course, you know, there, there is such a thing as locality, etc. The laws are very different between the macro and the quantum realm. But um, what this article does, essentially, Brandon, is, is just says that there is synergy between the two. And in fact, for example, classic fluid dynamics or, you know, just the part of physics that deals with fluids, of course, with water and, and the, work, the way that all fluids operate, etc., the force that they exert, those, uh, that side of physics can actually be applied to the quantum realm. And it's pretty interesting because for, for a long time, we've thought that that couldn't happen, that... Quantum phenomena were very weird in a sense and couldn't really be explained by traditional physics. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that maybe they can, up to a point anyway. So what they're finding out is that uh, fluid dynamics, which of course, again, deals with fluid-like systems. But if that is one thing that actually accounts for quite a few uh, quantum weird phenomena. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently Nassim, among with other people, uh, Leonard Susskind, who is a top leading uh, physicist, it's also mentioned here in this research. Uh, they are they are coming up with new models that account for a lot of this quantum weirdness using what you could call simple fluid dynamics, meaning that you know just um, again kind of a classical Newtonian interpretation of physics actually helps account for some of the weirdness mm. on the other side of the veil, so to speak. Uh, it accounts for, according to Nassim, even things like non-locality, for example. So we may be about to sort of find a pretty um, uh, easy, relatively easy to understand physical, scientific uh, basis for all of this that's actually not as complicated as it seems. One of the things that the article mentioned, for example, Brandon, that I thought was fascinating is that entangled particles are actually connected through some sort of, you could say, like a kind of a subspace vortex mm -hmm. that links them that we just can't see because it's sort of invisible to us. It's as if it were underground in a sense. Right, right, right. But um, just because we don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. And it's actually the thing that like, essentially it's like we're seeing the tip of the iceberg or two islands. Right. That are, you know, that appear separate, but underwater, the landmass connects them. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah, these are some of the things that are mentioned in the article. The article, of course, gets into a lot more detail, but it's not such a heavy scientific read that um, you couldn't find it and uh, or, or, you know, read it and, and understand quite a bit, really. So... It's it's pretty you know um, pretty friendly to a layperson and it's really pretty a pretty fascinating read too. Very cool, very cool. Well, that should be an interesting story to continue to follow. And uh, of course, his like I said, his work in general, he's just he's on the cutting edge of all the stuff tying really science and spirituality together in a way that is fascinating he really is if you read the article brandon that becomes quite clear what yeah, you just said. yeah or if you listen to the podcast interview with him that i did uh quite clear as well 
So moving right along, we've been sharing some cool stories in the last, uh, yesterday I shared some awesome stories of synchronicity and it's just been, uh, uh, been in a story kind of mode. So I thought, um, there's a story that I'd heard that I thought was very simple, but profound. Uh, and this is by Sadhguru, um, telling the story of, uh, Sveta Ketu. I think I'm saying that right. It's called Knowing of the Knowing, and it's, um, I found it on the Pravara uh, YouTube page, and it's uh, just an excellent perspective, and I think it applies uh, to everyone listening to this podcast. It definitely applies to me as someone who's always seeking to know and understand more about, you know, uh, the nature of our existence and our reality and, and expand my awareness, and this is a, a great sort of... Uh, well-known story uh, regarding that. Let's uh, take a listen to Sadhguru giving an account of the story of Sveta Ketu. There was a boy whose name was Sveta Ketu. Sveta Ketu means a white comet. Sveta means white, Ketu means like a comet or a streak. Sveta Ketu was born in a certain family of Brahmins. Today it has just reduced itself into a certain sect or a caste. But fundamentally, a Brahmin means, Brahman means the ultimate. A Brahmin means one who is in touch with the ultimate. Today somebody is Brahmin by birth, it doesn't mean anything. If you are a Brahmin out of your awareness, that's everything, you know. So this is a family of Brahmins, not only by birth, but they truly exist as Brahmins. This boy, when he reached twelve years of age, he was sent to a certain master to study. Twelve years he studied. A brilliant boy, he grasped everything well. All the Vedas, the Upanishads, the Brahma Sutras. These, what I am referring to, they contain everything that can ever be said about a human being. Anything that can be said about man and his beyond is said in the scriptures. That's why they're so dangerous. He learned everything. Twelve years of study. Being a brilliant boy, he grasped everything. After twelve years, the master said, There is nothing more to learn for you. You have learned everything that is there to learn. I think it's better you go home. The boy went back home. He entered the house. The father, who was sitting there, looked at him and he said, You have come as an ignorant fool. No, I learnt all the Vedas, the Upanishads. If you want, I can recite them backwards, if you want. He says, I know everything that can be learnt, you have learnt. But that which learns, about that you have not learnt anything. The very way you walk, I know, you know too much. I can see that now you know too much, but you do not know that which knows. So you are very ignorant. We are true Brahmins. We are not just Brahmins by birth. If you want to be here, you must know the knower, not that which can be known. You go back to your master. The boy came home. You know, 
12 years he's been out for study. He comes home with graduation, you're supposed to set up a party for him. <laughs> but uh, this father just turns him out of the house. The boy goes back to the master and says, My father says I'm ignorant. I know all the Vedas, Upanishads, everything that you taught me I have learned sincerely. But my father says I'm ignorant. He says, I must know the knower. So the master said, Oh, you want to know the knower? That's good. These twelve years you were only interested in that can be no that which can be known. So we taught you all the nonsense that can be known in the world. You learnt all that, so I sent you back. Now you are saying that you want to know the knower. Let me see. You do one thing. Take this herd of cattle. In the ashram they have cattle. Take this herd of cattle and go into the forest. There were four hundred cattle. He said, you take it and go into the forest. Just be with them. When they become one thousand, you come back. You know, four hundred to become one thousand, how much time it's going to take? Whatever time it takes, when it becomes one thousand, you come back. Shweta Ketu couldn't believe this. He's gone through the full scale of education. It's like you went to the university, studied for twenty years, got a PhD, then they say you have to be a cowboy. <laughs> you have to just graze cattle. He went. Initially there was turmoil, struggles and what is this? Everybody rejected me and my master gave me this and so many things. A few weeks and months the, ma the mind ran. See, for, for your mind to run continuously, you need input. You know, without fuel it cannot go on. Constantly you are giving that input to it, isn't it? So he just went into the forest, just the cattle. Slowly, you know, he forgot about what's happening in the ashram at home. These Vedas, Upanishads, this knowledge is powerful only if there is somebody to listen to you. Okay? All knowledge is powerful only if there is somebody to show it off to. With the cattle, the cows won't listen to your Vedas. They will just go chomp, 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 you know. <laughs> so slowly this chomp, chomp, chomp just sank into him. Slowly his Vedas, his Upanishads, these twelve years of learning the scriptures, slowly they fell apart over a period of time. He just became like the cows. When he's hungry, he eats. Otherwise, he just sits there. They say the shape of his eyes changed. They became like the cow. He became so much like the cow, but truly existing. No more a slave of his mind. When he sits, he sits absolutely. If he's with a cow, he's a cow. If he touches a tree, he's a tree. If he's sitting on the earth, he becomes the earth. He just became an absolute presence because there is no input to the mind, no nothing to go on, simply sitting. Then he forgot the language. Then he forgot the numbers. Then he doesn't know whether it is thousand or ten thousand. He's simply there. Then the cows came to him one day 
and told him, We are one thousand. Let's go back to the master. So he just went with the cows back to the ashram. He just came. All the cows entered the ashram and stood there. He also stood. The ashram has grown big. The number of disciples has multiplied manyfold. But he just stood along with the cows. Then all the disciples, full excitement, they all came and said, Svetaketu has come back. Let's count the cows. Maybe he may not have thousand. Let's see. They counted. It was one thousand. Then they told the master, it is thousand, he's come back. Master said, no, it's not thousand, it's thousand and one. Because Svetaketu has completely lost his person now. He's just become an absolute presence. So don't make everything into an input. Gathering, gathering, gathering. We gathered enough on this planet, we are going to gather more and more and more. It doesn't matter how much you gather, you will not know the absolute, you will not know the ultimate. Only when you throw away the gathering and without anything, if you can be here, it does not mean getting rid of something. It is just that if all impressions that you have gathered in the form of knowledge, in the form of everything that's gone into you, if that is kept away, then you will see that which is knowing everything, that which is the basis of knowing becomes present in a huge way. Huge is the wrong word because it becomes absolute and unbounded. So yeah, very, uh, very interesting, Dalian. I mean, it, it definitely applies to, the story definitely applies to our world. You know, we're constantly turning over rocks and trying to understand more and trying to understand more. And it makes all the sense in the world that, not that there's anything wrong with what we're doing, but you get to the point where it's like, you go from, uh, a, you know, a, a just becoming sort of the observer or moving even beyond that. And, and you sort of move into a whole altered state of being where it's like you just kind of let go with all of the need to know. And you just essentially what, what it sounds like he's talking about, Svetaketu is what's happening to him in this story is he's just dissolving into the now, right? He's becoming one with everything and all things, uh, and not really needing to understand it, you know, not moving into the mind so much. That's the thing is we're always, you know, going to the mind to try and calculate and understand and, and you know, and then expound about what we understand. And like, I'm, I do that all day, every day, right? <laughs> so I think adding this element of just stopping and moving into the now of whatever it is that you are, if you can even do that for small periods of time in your day, I mean, obviously this is a radical uh, example. Not all of us can go into the woods and just get lost for, you know, weeks or months at a time. Uh, some of us maybe, but uh, let's say, where are you in your life currently? And that's not something that's really um, you know, in the cards for you. But what if you just move into the moment uh, you say, you know, for the next hour uh, or 15 minutes, I'm just going to dissolve into what is. And it's sort of like it becomes a, a living meditation, I would say, what he's done. And, and when you do that, I think you open up, uh, I believe you open up a whole different sort of uh, vibrational, you know, frequency that you're resonating with that 
really changes the perspective, changes how you feel to others, changes how you feel to yourself, and you just put everything down uh, that that pertains to knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and just dissolve into the moment. Uh, yeah, Brandon, I would have to agree with you that what you just said about the mind and how that whole thing is um, potentially sort of a pitfall if you get caught up in how much your mind can learn and how smart you can become, right? How wise. Um, it's It's wonderful that in a sense, we see through that ego trap. I think that we do see through it. But as you said, uh, it's one thing to sort of be aware of that and another to disengage from that. It seems like to uh, some of these more uh, wise beings from perhaps ancient traditions, they knew a little bit something about that. And so they had their body of knowledge, like the story says, the Upanishads and the Vedas and all these wonderful stories, etc., that have some wisdom to impart. But that only goes so far. Yeah. And if you really want to go deeper, uh, as the story says, there is, there are deeper and deeper layers, but you have to start leaving things behind. So you have to start leaving behind all the stuff that you've learned. And it's not like you have to discard it altogether. Yeah. But you can't hold on to it for dear life, say, oh, this is everything there is. This is what I know. This is my... Um, no, you have to sort of, you know, let that be what it is. And kind of like the story says, metaphorically go into the forest. Yeah, you know, going to take your with wisdom or knowledge with you if you want, but eventually you're you're going to go into a place where you have to sort of set it all aside for a moment, just be, just sort of take it all in, break it all down, connect with something deeper. Yeah, and then uh, after that, maybe everything that you knew before just won't matter to you anymore. Right. Maybe it still will have many many practical applications, but uh, it will be put into a whole different context for sure. Yeah. Well, Dalian, I think uh, that gets down to it for today. Uh, it has been fascinating and wonderful experience to share with you all, as as always. Uh, luckily, there's more time ahead to do it again. So until next time, we will leave you with a wonderful musical tasting. Uh, we have, what is it? Let's see, Ash Walker today. And this song is called Noodle. Hope you enjoy your noodle. And before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add this podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I. So if you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise... As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.